Shazam? What a joke. I'm nobody. I came because I have no choice. I came to save my home and the people that I love. Truth. Justice. The American way. Hello and welcome back to Elseworlds, a DC fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wigan, and with me once again here is Chris from the Multiverse Omnibus. How are you taking it? I'm I'm good. Ready to talk uh, some superhero stuff. It's always fun. It's been a nice, chill day, and you know, life's good. Good to hear. Uh, as people may know from seeing the title of the video or the podcast episode, but we are talking Arrow season one so chris joined us to talk superman and lois seasons one and two uh superman and lois season three is starting uh in about 12 days and uh i've heard the first two episodes are really good like some reviewers have already watched them and said that they're a really strong really strong start and um people may know from those previous episodes that i have not seen any of the arrowverse series um and uh, I decided to change that. I left work early one day with a huge headache and I came home and I was like in the mood for some DC television. And I said, let's dive in. You know, it's always kind of been overwhelming with how many uh, shows there are now, how many seasons there were. But uh, I was like, let's dive in. I pulled up <clears throat> a couple viewing orders uh online and i also you know you also graciously answered my tweet as well on you know how to start watching these and yeah so we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it restricted to season one of arrow for people that may not have seen the other ones my current status by the way on where i currently am in these shows is i have seen up through episode five of season four of arrow up through episode five of Supergirl and up through episode five of season two of the flash. So I started about two weeks ago. Uh, it was, yeah, I start. I can tell you the exact day. Hold on. I started on the 14th of February. Yeah. First day, I think I watched like six or seven uh, episodes or something of arrow season one. So that's where we're going to be starting with on this. And, I, and, you know, I know Chris would be excited because he's told me before how much he likes these, yes. these shows. So uh, I, just kind of give, give us your background. Well. Yeah, give us your background on when you watched Arrow Season 1. And, um, you know, was it when it was airing? Was it later? Like, what grabbed you and what made you start checking it out? So the frustrating thing with me in the Arrowverse was... I didn't get started right away. So I watched the first two seasons of Arrow on Netflix. Then I was like, oh, crap, I've caught up. So now I have to record it and wait for it. Um, and I did the same thing with The Flash. I think the first season I watched on Netflix, I didn't start it right away. Um, and then I was, 
I I actually think I waited on the Flash for way too long. I think I watched the first three seasons on Netflix and then became obsessed with the show. And then season four, I'm just like, can this? Can, so I don't know when I started Arrow on Netflix or which season I caught up in, but I started all these shows on Netflix and was like, oh my god, I'm getting more and more obsessed. And by the time Legends of Tomorrow got into the mix for me, um, I was like, okay. All four of these shows I am in love with, and I'm setting up my DVR. And every so every week it was just like, okay, so that's my superhero content for the week. Arrow um, started out as my favorite. The Flash and Legends became my favorite. Nice, you know, I yeah, I um, background for me obviously is that I grew up watching Smallville. I grew up, you know, Smallville reruns on ABC Family. Started watching the show. Eventually, the year that Smallville ended, I watched all of the. You know, I bought all the DVDs and watched them in two weeks. I was done ten seasons in, in two weeks, and for, you know, back then I was <laughs> I was in college and didn't have a lot of responsibilities at that point, so I was able to knock it out in two weeks. But then I, you know, that's part of the reason why I didn't watch Arrow, though. Actually, is because I really liked Justin Hartley's green arrow on smallville and i kind of thought it was a big bummer that they were kind of like rebooting with a new arrow i was like oh that would have been cool if they continued it with justin hartley so i kind of like was like not as interested in it and then i heard good things about it and then i was like i remember uh, i did the disney college program twice on my second program in 2015 roommates of mine were watching season two on uh, Netflix because season three was airing or season two had just finished airing. And I think that was when the CW had the Netflix deal where it like almost immediately goes over to Netflix like days after, I think it was like two weeks after it was like immediately on Netflix for the full season. So they were watching arrow and I actually remember what episode was in season two. We can talk about that next time, but you know, and I was like, oh, that's that looks good. Maybe I'll check it out sometime. And then I started hearing the complaints, right? Then you start hearing people being like, don't even bother with it. Season three and four are bad or, you know, it gets worse. And then I was like, so do I want to watch it? My parents watched The Flash. And I would see stuff from it. And, you know, anytime Ta Tom Cavanaugh was on the screen, I was transfixed if I'm just walking by. You know, I'm just walking by trying to get some milk or something. I see him. I'm like, he's doing really good in this show. And I would always be confused with what's going on because they were blowing through him, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, then I started hearing complaints about that one going on and losing its way. So then I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to dive into this. The only Arrowverse I'd ever watched was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, I purchased each episode of that digitally so I could watch it as it aired um, because they were bringing back Tom Welling as Clark Kent from Smallville. So that was like my in. And I had no idea what the hell was going on the, the with the rest of the plots, <laughs> you know? So I kind of know how Arrow ends, I guess, right? Because of how Crisis uh, ended. Uh, but I didn't really catch like a lot of the stuff going on so and i know the characters right like I, I i've read dc comics i read the i watched the cartoons i know the characters um so when i get 
some of these like name drops, I'm like, okay, yes, I, I understand what that is. But that that's what kind of put me off from it for so long, right? And then it was I kind of thought of it. My wife and I rewatched Smallville. She she watched it for the first time, and I watched it for like my second full 10 season view. Uh, we started that in 2021 and we finished it by the beginning of 2022 uh, within a full year. We watched all 10 seasons. Um, she liked it. You know, I love it. And then I was kind of in the mood for more DC and I kept thinking maybe I should watch like the flash or arrow. And I just kept putting it off again for a whole nother year. And, uh, now here we are. And I think part of it'll, it, it's easier for me now because I do have like the MCU has slowed down a bit, right? Like uh, they're, they're going to be pumping the brakes a bit and they're trying to push back some of these shows. I would always mm-hmm. end up being like, all right, I got, it's another Wednesday. I got another episode of Miss Marvel. Then uh, a few weeks later, it's She-Hulk. Then a few weeks later, it's this show. And then, blah blah you know boom 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 and it didn't leave me a lot of time to just sit and like watch other television shows so now that that is kind of slowing down and they're going to be pulling back the needle on that a bit it kind of left me with some opportunities of like okay how do i fill my time with superhero stuff now and and knowing that all of these shows are sitting there with a hundred plus episodes is really cool because uh that's what I miss, you know, in the sense of when we watch Netflix, when we watch Disney plus a lot of these shows are now eight episodes or less, right? Mm-hmm. Eight episodes or less for a TV show, a season. And I'm so used to being able to like discover a show. Uh, like when my wife and I discovered Brooklyn nine, nine, and, and we had like seven seasons of TV to watch when we found it, you know, and you're it's like hitting to... a gold mine. Yeah. It's like it's hitting a gold mine. So it's a season, you know, yeah, boom, 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 boom. It gives you the comfort of knowing that there are episodes to still watch. You know, we can catch up on like, if I wanted to rewatch the Mandalorian, it takes uh, 16, less than 16 hours. Right. Because it's eight episodes a season. Uh, plus the, the premiere of season three. So now you're making me feel guilty for not being caught up on Mando. Come on. <laughs> so it's kind of like, there is a charm to having shows that have had 20 some episodes that you can sit down and have like, they have eight or nine seasons and you know that there's a hundred some episodes that you can keep revisiting the characters. So that was something that kind of drew me in with that, but it was also daunting, right? It's daunting. Cause I'm like, okay, I know I start with arrow. When do I add in everything else? And What I've decided is I'm not going to go full steam ahead. And what I mean by that is I know they've retconned Constantine as being part of it. Lucifer is part of it. I'm not going with those. I'm not adding those. I I am pretty much sticking with Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, um, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, I guess, and Batwoman. Right? Did I miss one? No, that'll pretty much do it. Stargirl is technically part of it, but I do want to um, watch that as well. Uh, so I, w- but I don't need to add it in with with this watch, right? I can just watch. it. Yeah, I, I started watching Stargirl when it started as a DC Universe show, and so I watched most of the first season, and I kind of just kind of fell out of it. 
And when I fall out of a show, it's not always because I don't like it. It's sometimes it's like, well, it didn't pull me. It didn't pull me back in. And then that's kind of my me telling myself, there, what's the reason for that, you know? So there's got to be a reason if it doesn't pull me. Because once a show has its hooks in you, you usually go uh, back and you're usually waiting for the next uh, hit. So I really I really am excited that you're into the Arrowverse, though. That, that's so much fun because it has its ups and downs, and there are seasons that are just not good. But it is overall one of the best things in superhero media. Well, and I, I, I want to discover that myself, too. You know, like, there are seasons that people have said that are not good of Smallville that I enjoy. People really crap on season two of Superman and Lois, which I don't think is that bad. Well, yeah, it's you also know, in it's vogue It's a step to, down, but it's, it's also, not like, yeah. It's in vogue to say things aren't cool in the yeah. moment. Um, but I think there's some there's some things about the Arrowverse that could get a bad rap. Um the Flash season four, I think, is fantastic. And people say, oh, the last good Flash season ended in season three or season two. I'm like, no, it, it's there's a lot of good seasons of The Flash. They just had a couple of clunkers in the later seasons. Um, for example, season six of The Flash, really hard to sit through. I'm sorry, really? it is. I love it. I love it because I love The Flash and I'm invested. But if you're not invested, you're probably not. Like this this final season of The Flash, there are. There are a couple of moments in each episode where I'm just like, oh, my God. God, come on. Um, and you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. But um, yeah. yep. <laughs> And you might have a different reaction to it, and that's why this is fun to talk about it. Um, but it has its ups and downs, but the ups to me are so incredible with each show. I think the Arrowverse knocked it out of the park with what there really are. Because remember, this is a small budget operation for each show. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I tweeted this out. You know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say Gorilla Grodd shows up in Flash, but he does. And it was, you know, we what we have to think about, too, is not just CW budget and that, but I thought he looked pretty good. First appear, like his, you know, first main appearance. I don't know how many times he shows up. I guess I'll find that out. But <laughs> what I like about, like, what you also have to put in perspective too is that I'm I was watching a season that's nine years old, too, and the fact that they did it that well nine years ago on, um, the CW, mm-hmm. I thought was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So the the only CW shows that don't always stink of the CW, um, there are moments where the Flash got to oh god this is a CW show, uh there are season four of Arrow, um. Well, I think it gets a little more hate than it deserves. So it is season rough. four not liked? If is, is season four of Arrow not liked? So season four of Arrow is usually considered the crap season. Um, a lot really? of people, okay. a I lot of people this. don't like season three. I love season okay. three. No, no, I so love for, season three. I'll tell you my rankings right now. Okay, uh, without spoiling anything, I think four is a step up from three. My favorite Arrow season is two. My second favorite is one. Then it would probably go three at bottom, but and it's not like I think it was terrible. It just didn't grab me. I don't <coughs> like the, uh, you know, the Rayshad Ghoul storyline really. At, you know, in season three, and that was the part that and and I feel like the flashbacks of season three were not as. Um, I like the Rayshad Ghoul either. stuff. I love the Rayshad Ghoul stuff. 
I was like, well, if I can't have a Batman show, I'm getting my Batman show anyway. Right, right. A lot of people saw that as a detraction. I was like, they're not giving me a Batman show, so I might as well just enjoy hey, this. Gotham was on Fox at the same time. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know, that doesn't count. It doesn't scratch the itch, <laughs> let's be honest. And the timeline in Gotham doesn't make uh, – it's just uh, – it's a mess. Um, but uh, I liked I liked season three of Arrow. Uh, my favorite season of the whole show is season two. I thought season two okay. was perfect. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was the best Arrow season so far. I think season two was perfect. Season one is close. I thought season three was good. Um, I think season five was fantastic. Okay. Um, I thought season six wasn't fantastic. And I thought season seven and eight. They went back and forth. Like I, I feel like Arrow never really got steady feet after season five. It just went from great, and when it was great, it was like, yes, this is one of the good episodes. And when it was bad, it was like, okay, right. Um, but I never felt like I was wasting my time with Arrow. I never felt that I was wasting my time watching a show that was complete garbage. Um, you know, I think when you talk on the internet, people act like, oh, it was trash. It was big L. It, 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 well, yeah. The, the issue with online discourse, right? Mm -hmm. I say as we're talking online, but <laughs> the, the issue with online discourse where it's tweets or message boards, stuff like that, is everything is either the greatest thing ever or it's mid or it's the worst thing ever. There's mm -hmm. three categories. Uh, there is no just I liked it. It is it's either the greatest thing ever mid which is usually used as like a slight not even i like i hate thing. the word I hate mid. mid me too the, me so too. when it, when someone says mid i get really really offended because it's just an assault on the english language but i really hate it when someone says mid when they're talking about a person they're not even talking about oh, yeah. a show there's a oh she's mid I'm like and what are you a three <laughs> like come on what do we call that low yeah i i don't like to call things mid in general but i i will say the Arrowverse gets pooped on um on the internet it, it's it's the punching bag but i think it's a little like booster gold as it's the greatest universe you never cared about um it's the greatest universe you've never heard of if people don't like it and by the way I think there's a lot to say about investment. If you're invested in it, it's a lot different than if you turn on season five random episode of a, of any of these shows. It's a I mean, lot I've different. Clips. I saw a clip of, I don't even know what it was, and I don't need context for this uh, because I don't want spoilers, but it's it was a flash mm -hmm. season where they were almost like lightsaber battling. I'm not, but it, that's like <laughs> a clip people usually pull up to crap on it, you know? Um, I might have been I, one of the ones doing it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, don't know anything about it. Yeah. I'm like, that looks silly. Like, it does look silly. Right? It, it was but it was bad. I'm like, I don't know the context either. So we'll, I, we'll I'm not going to give too much away. I'm not going to give that away. <laughs> um, and mind you, when I make fun of The Flash, it's a little different because I love the show with all my heart. Mm -hmm. It's a lot different when I make fun of The Flash than some random guy who's just like, ooh, let's poop on the CW because we can do that. Yeah. yeah, well, it's kind of like you know, I only I can make fun of my younger sibling, right? Is yeah, there you go, very much so. So let's dive into season one here. I do want to say though, Flash season one is probably my favorite season out of the shows I've it's watched. It's the so best far. season in the whole Arrowverse. 
I, I hate to I hate to set the bar unsettable <laughs> for the that, rest yeah. of the Flash, <laughs> but like it is the best season of superhero TV, maybe ever. It's fantastic. Mm. Flash season one, perfect. All right, it's really Arrow. it's really good. We'll we'll have you on to talk Flash season one too. All right, I, I, that's a that's a really fun one that I I want to talk about as well. But yeah, Arrow. So uh, this premiered on October 10th of 2012. And uh, it was on, of course, the CW. Mm -hmm. This is a year and uh, about a half after the finale of Smallville, which ran for 10 seasons and kind of opened up the door for these type of shows uh, to exist on the C well, specifically the CW to, to you know, but mm -hmm. uh, also like in a few years, we're going to get Gotham on Fox. You're going to get Supergirl on CBS. You're going to get all these shows that kind of, you know, Smallville set the stage arrow made it super popular, even though, I mean, the, the viewers are lower than Smallville, but in the sense of made it cool. Right. Cause he was like, they pretty much took Batman Right, and made him the Green Arrow for some of this, and even give him some of the Batman villains. And it was right during the stuff. heat of the Dolan film. Yes, so. right after Dark Knight mm -hmm. Rises. Yeah, mm -hmm. so this like, like you said, they couldn't give you a Batman show, so they're like, we'll we'll do you because know, Green Arrow in the comics isn't as hardcore as uh, this version of Oliver Queen. And I think what shocked me because I didn't know this because I hadn't watched this before is how much of like. He doesn't have a no kill role in season one. He's actively killing some of these people, and I thought mm -hmm. that was a interesting choice in season one. I guess because um, uh, you know, to be honest, I don't know too much about Green Arrow in the comics. I just know from what I've seen of him <laughs> in the comics, he isn't as hardcore as, as he is in this show, and just the fact that he was killing people, I was kind of like, wow, this is uh, the fact that he, I see, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know that he had cheated on Laurel with Sarah and you know, like that first episode, I was pretty captivated because I had yeah. no clue that this was the history yeah. of Oliver Queen in this universe. Um, because like I said, I'd only really watched him in uh crisis, which he's like a totally different guy. Uh, well, at that point. well, he's a totally different guy than he, even in season one, I, I think right. the whole point of season one was he had the heart of a hero and the heart of a good person, but he was lost in his youth. And when he got to the island, I think there's even a scene where he tells Laurel um, <clears throat> that it washed away the layers uh, that were hiding the person he really was. Something to that effect. Um, I, I I loved what this season did because it gave them room to grow. If he, if he was just no kill from the beginning, if he was perfectly polished um, green arrow and the Laurel thing uh, was a little um, less of a work in progress. I think the show would have ran out of room to grow. Um, so I think they left themselves a lot of options the way they wrote. They didn't write themselves in the corner from the premise. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think another thing that really shocked me uh, is how fast um, characters like Felicity and, and Diggle learn his secret 
in this show. Like I knew he had a team, you know, I, cause people make fun of that too. You know, how all of these heroes don't do it by themselves, which I can kind of understand, but I think in a TV show, you need to have uh, characters that it can bounce off of. Even in Smallville, I'm going to keep going back to that because that's my experience. Clark has Chloe, who is kind of like the Felicity, where she can hack into anything. And Superman usually doesn't have that character. You know, so like in TV, you got to be able to give some of these roles to other characters to be able to have drama, have interpersonal relationships, have um, a bigger cast, you know? It would be boring if you, we just followed Oliver because you also would need to hear his thoughts. And the way we hear his thoughts are by bouncing him off of Diggle, bouncing him off of Felicity, you mm-hmm. know, in the show. Because otherwise it would just be monologues, him talking to himself, and it wouldn't, I don't think, hit as well as it did and like i know okay i don't know how this went out down when the show was airing but i really like felicity now i know people really hate felicity as well i don't know if that's because well that's because of season four um is it okay because because of season four which i'm currently watching so i'll find out i guess felicity becomes quite unbearable to me in season four in my opinion i know other people who watched the show who love Felicity the whole way through. The, season four, you, you're gonna you're gonna have a reaction. Um, I really like all the characters in the show, um, but I will say Diggle's my favorite. Diggle's the most interesting character to me, and uh, the loyal best friend. And I, I think that Diggle has a great start to this show because. He's he's pure of heart, and, and he could have he could have ruined everything for Oliver right away. He could have ruined everything for Oliver right away, but he ended up being part of the crusade. And I think if this show without Diggle would just fall completely flat. Um, you needed the comedic result of Emily Bet Records, the Felicity character, and you needed the brother uh, character, the best friend guy in. Diggle, because I don't think it's a spoiler that it wasn't going to be Tommy. Right. Yeah, we can talk about that. Because, <laughs> you know, and I, I had no clue about Tommy uh, dying uh, and until he did in the finale. Uh, I was actually quite shocked by that. I did not know that he would, uh, that, that they would kill him. That off. was a big, that was a big death because I don't want to skip to the end, but that was, that was the show saying, we mean business. We're here to actually do something, and the decisions we make are going to have consequences going forward. I that was that was my sign that the show was taking itself seriously. Yeah, uh, it'll take itself less seriously later uh, when some of these characters end up getting uh, brought back so many times. Uh, that's that's TV for you, really. But uh, no, I, I like that. You know. There was times I was annoyed by Tommy when he like overreacts about stuff, but ultimately I thought he was a good character that had, you know, a, a good arc. And I was actually really sad when he died. But you know, I I actually would rather that than I thought they were going to kill off, you know, Lance when he was um yeah going. It to looked that way in that episode. Yeah, 
It looked yeah, that so, way. And yeah. And then, so they pulled the rug out from under me and made mm-hmm. it Tommy instead. So that yeah, was, and uh, they set you, they set your heartstrings in one, one room and your heartstrings got pulled by a completely different thing. Um, that was, I thought the finale was just perfect. I thought mm-hmm. the build up was, I think in the middle of the season, it really started. Once you kind of got done with the count, the whole thing just started amping up. Yes. Uh, if there is a complaint I have in season one, it is the count. It is also the way that the count is portrayed. I think the actor probably, I mean, he's probably an okay actor, but it, it, he comes. His favorite lunch so, meat is ham. Yes. He really <laughs> hammed it up. Uh, very hammed it up. It felt very Joker esque for no reason. They times, wanted to make a Batman way. show. I'm telling you, they yeah. had no interest in making an Arrow show. That was my thing. I did not like the count, and it was those episodes that I was really like, "Oh, I don't like this part of the if show." If I could have taken one thing out, if I could take one thing out, the whole McKenna thing, the whole McKenna Hall thing, I would have taken that completely out because I thought that that was just a we need to delay the Oliver, Tommy, and Laurel thing just a little bit. We need to delay the story. And that's the problem with the CW. And that's the problem with 23 episodes. Right, um, right. I thought that was dragging it out. No offense to McKenna Hall. It was actually a pretty cool character. It was just, I thought it was just stuffing the story. Um, and it didn't do much for Oliver, in my opinion. There's a few things uh, in this season, I think, that get, is it the season that get pretty wrapped up um, at times? When, so, so is this the season that, like, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember now. Diggle's brother's wife was a love interest for Diggle. Yes. And I felt like that got dropped so fast and all of a sudden they bring up Lila, right? Like. Yeah, they, that they did happen that real quick. Like mm-hmm. I started wondering, like, wait, where is that? Where is his brother's wife at again? Like it happened like so quick. Yeah, they, they didn't really decide to care all the way about Diggle as like one of the main story beats until like I'd say halfway through season two. Um, I think it's halfway through season two. They're like, Diggle's the dude. Um, but you know, he, you know, at first he's just the security guard for Oliver. So it, I think season one, they didn't know what to do with him. They needed to, he needed personality outside of it. I think they were trying to give him a storyline to get you to know his character a little bit more. But I also don't think they cared about that storyline because it had nothing to do with Oliver. It had nothing to do with anything connected to any other characters. The greatest thing about Oliver's storyline is it connected to Lance. It connected to Laurel. It connected mm-hmm. to Diggle. It connected to Felicity. And the further you got away from Oliver and you focused on Diggle at that time in the show, you were away from the story. So they couldn't do it even if they wanted to do it. Does that make sense? I, I think they could have still did it because like, I actually found myself invested in, you know, and part of that is because of, uh, you know, Diggle. But I, I did find myself more invested in like, okay, this is a fun twist. Like he likes his brother's widow. That's interesting. Oh, she seems to reciprocate and they try it out and then something happens and then she kind of just leaves and never really mentioned ever again, which is kind of an 
odd thing. So it felt like what I think is maybe they didn't think it was working and they were like, we got to pivot to Lila. Right. We got it. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're going to pivot to her because she can be part of Argus and we can have this connect. And that becomes a very important part yeah, of the show. Yeah. And they definitely, they definitely needed Argus. Cause they, at one point they do a whole like suicide squad thing. And uh, then they get told they have to stop using the suicide squad. So all of a sudden it's task force X and we're like, we, we know what right. that is. Um, but um, like, there's even a Harley Quinn at one point of the show for like a what? like a little hint of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. Um, mm-hmm. Is that in this season or is it season two? That's season. I think that's season three or four. I could be well, wrong. There is in one of the first two seasons. I'll say this. There is a, uh, a laughing, a laughing maniacal laugh right uh, you know what it might be season one it all matches together it is yes that is voiced by um i think tara strong who does who does uh harley quinn so mm-hmm. i think they got the real actress they they got her to do a laugh that it is almost exactly like harley's laugh but they couldn't say it was harley quinn uh so that was an interesting they wanted uh, to make a batman show i'm telling you the people yeah, who started it, it the show wanted a Batman show. They wanted... I'm actually really surprised that they even let them use Ray uh, Ghul in season three, because you know how WB is. So, for background here, uh, same sort of stuff happens in Smallville, where they are told what characters they can and cannot use, and sometimes things would open up and they'd be able to use a character, and then be told later, "No, you can't use that anymore," or you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and it's the same sort of thing. It's like they were always confused that people would think that the movies are supposed to tie into the TV shows when most people don't think that way. Most mm-hmm. people do not think I can watch this movie person on a TV screen right now. Like for most people, they don't even think that's a possibility. Right. So for them to get for them to think people would be confused, I think is odd. Um, and then the fact that they really like at one point it seems like they didn't care because they were able to use Flash had a whole TV show and they were still making a movie about Flash. So now that, were that movie they, is taken, that movie is taken <laughs> so were they, long. Were they, were they making the movie though? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, you it, know, it's now it, just coming it, it out. Weird. So hey, it seems weird that they, you know, but with I that being really protective. So I'm really yeah, shocked about Ray. But they also didn't have anybody to use. Let's be honest. The 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 cultural zeitgeist of Green Arrow have more than a couple villains. Yeah, I can't really tell you any of his villains. I think what Malcolm that's the Merlin entire one, reason. Right? Yeah, that's the entire reason. The one you know was season one. The one you know was season one. And I'm not trying to uh, to rain on the parade of the Green Arrow, who I very much like, and I've read in the comics sporadically i haven't read a ton of green arrow but i've read here and there um but they didn't have anybody use so they used batman villains and they wanted to make a batman show the biggest complaint that i have about arrow is also one of the reasons i enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) yeah they wanted to make a batman show it's interesting too because actually smallville started out as a batman show and then they were like no, we can't let you do Batman, so they did Superman pretty much. So, uh, I mean, yeah, did they just... have a Batman like figure in Smallville at one point? Like, wasn't uh, he a shadow or something? Uh, I, 
you know, I think they hint, they do hint, but you know, it's funny because Smallville does the same thing that Arrow does where Arrow, they made pretty much Oliver Queen, their Bruce Wayne. They made him their, their Batman figure, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's interesting that they kind of, uh, that DC or the CW, I guess, is always consistently being like, if we need a Batman stand in and we can't have Batman, it's going to be green arrow. Well, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, I wonder why, uh, let's see. Let's see the Venn diagram in the middle of that Venn diagram, playboy millionaire. Yeah. No superpowers. Um, yeah, there you go. Yep. (laughs) Trained in the same fighting styles for the most part. Um, and you know what, instead of having a, uh, having, you know, a bow and arrow, you know, you just have the uh, what's it called? But oh my god, never mind. I had a brain fart. But <laughs> um, yeah, the the grapnel belt. Yeah, that's you know you have that and then a bow and arrow. It's the same difference. So right, um, right. So yeah, that's uh, that's why it is. I I think the arrow did a really good job in season one of giving us the baddies of the week, um, but having ones that mattered. Like, Deadshot was kind of one that mattered throughout the whole season. Yes, and I really like the actor who plays Floyd Law. Oh, he was great. Uh, I agree. Yeah, he, he's great. Uh, the, we also had... Um, you know, there was a scene, I think it was in like one of the first episodes, by the way. I really like this scene, where Diggle had found out about Oliver, and he quits. Right. And then he's at Big Belly Burger, I think. Right. Or some sort of diner where they are, um, where he runs into uh, Oliver again. And Oliver's got his new bodyguard and Oliver excuses himself to go to the bathroom. And then the bodyguards just stand there for a bit. And Diggle's like, that boy's gone. <laughs> like, that scene <laughs> that is good. really good. That was uh, good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. I like that a lot, too. Yeah, but, you know, I think uh, now that I'm looking at some of this stuff, I, I, I kind of have nostalgia for some of it because I've I've missed a few of the characters. I don't really want to say who, I guess, but some of these characters leave or die in later seasons that I've watched so far that, like, we don't really see the Queen Mansion anymore. You know, th- there's some of these sets that you do end up kind of leaving behind and... I felt like the vibe in the first two seasons were like just really good. I thought I had a good mix of daily, like weekly cases, like you said, but also tying it into the larger narrative. Wish I could have done less with the count. Uh, they bring him back in season two and I couldn't stand those episodes. It's <laughs> the count that. isn't my favorite either. The count no. isn't my favorite. The whole Vertigo either, stuff is. Yeah. Is I didn't getting Thea involved in it and the drama. Um, that you know, I I thought Oliver had a weird weird line to walk with Thea, because he couldn't quite tell Thea not to be just like he was, and but he didn't want her to be like he was, and it, it that's a really hard line to walk. He basically had to play the role of protective older brother to a woman that he gave an awful example to. Um, that was a very interesting thing. And I think Thea is one of the characters that gets better and better as the show goes on. Yep. I I, I was going to say that. I could not stand her in season one 
She was awful in season one because they didn't really give her agency. They did. They treated her like the younger sister. She was a young brat is pretty Mm -hmm. much how they treated her. uh, Who wanted to just party. They got her into the whole drug scene. I didn't like any of that uh, stuff with the, uh, Mm -hmm. um, I liked her in the first episode because she was so happy Oliver was fine. And I'm like, oh, this is touching. And then it was like downhill from there. It was interesting that they called her Speedy. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, until she met Roy. But it was interesting they called her Speedy. Um, Anyone who knows Green Arrow, that's supposed to be Roy. So um, Yeah, and you know, when I first saw that, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, are they just doing, like, Speedy is going to be Thea, or that's just a nod to it, they're never going to introduce Roy. And then they introduced Roy, and, you know, I did not know Roy was in the Arrowverse. Um, I do know about Roy Harper. I know about Speedy, the very famous comic book cover where he is on drugs, mm-hmm. you know. But I had no idea they were going to put him in the show. And because I never hear people talk about Roy in Arrow. And he gets introduced as like a, you know, mugger at the end of season one. And I was like. Oh, okay. When they said his name, Roy Harper, I was like, oh, okay. There you go. There's the reference. But I'm like, but Thea's speedy. I was lost then. I was like, I don't know what they're gonna, what they're gonna do. Well, and- the this. <laughs> so here's the thing. They they like to bring Green Arrow comic elements in there, but they also knew that nobody knew what they were. So let's be honest. And um, one of the things that drives me nuts is Laurel not being called Dinah. Um, yeah, their mother is Dinah. I, yeah. I'm confused. Why do you think they did that? Honestly, I think this show just wanted to make enough curveballs that they could do whatever they want. I think it's very similar to Superman and Lois, where right. they have Jordan, like, and then Jordan's the one with powers. Yes. I think they, yeah. it's kind of what they do to be able to do whatever they want. But the, here's Doomsday, but it's Bizarro. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's like, I don't know. I. Laurel is a character in this show that is either incredible and one of my favorite characters, or the show just stops caring about her as a character. And it it's really frustrating because I think her father is one of the best characters in the whole Arrowverse. Um, I, what did you yeah. think about um, Lance in the first season specifically? Uh, Lance in the first season, I'd kind of get annoyed by him in the beginning, but by the end of it, I was like, like I said, I didn't want him to die. I wanted him to survive i like that he started having some relationship with arrow but i think his character really hits the stride in season two mm-hmm. and i do not like where they take him in three really um without saying too much but i so so what i would if i'm ranking quentin lands it's season two lands season one lands and season three lands do you want to rank um, the characters or is that you know, not needed I can do that. I can rank. Yeah, yeah. that's just an idea. Okay, who's your favorite character and who's your least favorite character? Let's start that. So Oliver is probably my. Well, let's see. It depends. Sometimes he annoys me. I I would say at this point in season one, I would say it was Felicity as my favorite character. Okay. My least favorite character was Thea. Okay. My least favorite character was Tommy. I couldn't stand him. I really? don't like Tommy. I don't like Tommy. It's a it's a it's a character. It's a base character that's in a lot of things that I don't yeah, like. Yeah. The the too cool for school pretty boy with you know, oh, there's something more than oh, whatever. 
Um, I, I don't like it. Um, and my favorite character I've already said is Diggle. He's been my favorite character the whole way through. Um, Diggle is awesome. Um, my second favorite character is probably Oliver, and then it would probably be Felicity after that. Um, I probably, I would probably have. So I would probably have uh, Felicity, Diggle, Oliver. Uh, probably Quentin, Lance, and then Laurel and Thea. Yeah, but and I don't think Roy pushed yeah. out enough in season one for me. Roy doesn't him. count. Roy doesn't count. Moira doesn't count. Walter doesn't okay. count. We're you know, you know the the main crew. Um, because I I think Moyer finishes last no matter what. Merlin was a pretty uh, Malcolm Merlin was pretty awesome. I thought he was a great actor. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, John Barrowman. Uh, yeah, he's a great he actor. Really great. He is. Yeah. They, he is they did uh, a great. they did a musical episode of The Flash with Supergirl. Um, and John Barrowman steals the show in that musical episode. Just gonna let you know that. Um, keep an eye out for that. So. I, I'm a sucker for musicals. I liked that episode. I know many people hate that episode. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's either Supergirl or Flash. I can't remember which one it was. But um, yeah, it's a really funny line where they Supergirl and Barry have to do a do a song, and Barry's like, "I like you more than your famous cousin," and then Supergirl's <laughs> like, "Supergirl's like, I know you'll be there in a flash." It's it's funny. Um, anyway, yeah, the problem with the character rankings in this season one is Laurel and Thea weren't given full agency, um, and they were they were connected only to the male characters' stories. So I think they get more to do later on. Yeah, you know, I can't even really remember too many Laurel stories in season one. Uh, it was all about Oliver and Tommy. It was that's all it yeah. was. Yeah, it was. It was like a you know the love triangle. Mm -hmm. Um, she doesn't have a great start in season two either. When she not no spoilers, but when she figures out about Tommy uh, and and that stuff that that storyline didn't really <laughs> grab me either. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really liked, um, you know, I, I thought the Huntress storyline was odd, too. I'll, I'll say that. I thought that was a... The Huntress story just seemed like it was out of nowhere. Um, it, it didn't need to be in the season one at all. Like, if you took yeah. it out, it wouldn't have changed anything. It's like um, two episodes. I, I, yeah, I didn't dislike it. But I didn't need it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think the actress had great chemistry with Oliver. Um, Stephen and Mel and her had great chemistry. And I think that's why it worked. Other than that, yeah, you're right. It, it was a bit odd. Yeah, it felt played out after the first one. Like, the second one, she finds out about her dad is still alive or whatever and she comes out of hiding again to try to kill him again i'm like didn't we just do this a few episodes ago so th that was kind of where i felt like like the first episode of the huntress thing i was like oh that's cool and then like we get to uh the the second time with huntress where i was like this just felt like we're kind of retreading it filler um, yeah yeah, yeah you know you it's 
I've been a little lost on the Starling City thing. Is there a reason why they named it Starling City for the first few seasons? I'm convinced. I am absolutely 100% convinced that there is a typo in the screenplay, in the (laughs) script. They kept going because they did it the first episode and they just kept going with it. I'm convinced that it was never supposed to be anything but Star City. I'm convinced. I feel like they almost, you know, I I think that's where the show kind of in season one feels like a different show than season two even is they were afraid. It felt like of going comic booky to the point mm-hmm. where they renamed Star City to Starling City. And when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, it's supposed to be Star City, right? And I yeah. Googled it. I Googled it because I was like, I Googled Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And I think the Wikipedia even said Starling City. And I was like, so am I wrong? I was so lost. Well, they and changed then, it to Star City yes, in the show. In season four, they've changed it with little to no explanation. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's an explanation there, but they don't really, I don't think, come out and say it too clearly. And I think at that point they're embracing it, right? Because in season two, no spoilers, but, the, you know, to set up the Flash, they mm-hmm. did a backdoor pilot where they introduced Barry Allen in like a two-parter. And uh, at that point, from then on, it like the show was trying to be grounded, gritty type thing. And it kind of gets a little less that because you can have some of these meta humans mm-hmm. and... You know, then they were, I guess at that point, they're like, well, we might as well just actually go full comic book and name it Star City, and we'll make up some BS reason to do that in universe. But it's just, uh, I found it odd. It's one of those things that these shows do. Like, The Flash finally gave Barry the gold boots. And, like, it it took, what, season eight? They finally gave him the gold boots. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, we screwed this up. We have to fix this and find a reason for it. And they, there was this whole, like, science fiction, like, thing that the boots did. And that's why he wears the boots. And oh, it allowed okay. him to, like, allowed him to, like, walk on little lightning clouds or something. I don't know. Well, even, was... even, even season one of Flash, he doesn't have the white in his logo. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I found that odd. And then they actually make it like a story point at one point, you know. I feel uh, like so they, I feel like they screwed up the costume, and then they're like, ah, we got to fix it. I think yeah. they screw things up, and they have to fix it. And then I think they do try to make it different. Um, but with Flash, mm-hmm. I felt like it was almost intentional because in the pilot. When he looks at the newspaper, he has the white logo. So it's like, why would they have gotten it right yeah. for the newspaper clipping and then make it wrong in the show? It felt very weird, you know? Well, well, with the Flash, then, why did he kept trying to change the newspaper headline? Why didn't he just uh, keep the red one so it would change the timeline? Yeah, true. There you go. <laughs> we solved it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, that I thought season one of Arrow was really good. I thought it was really, really well written mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I think Arrow gets better in season two, though. I think it does. I think season two is season one sets up season two to be perfect. I think season two is my favorite just because it introduces Sarah Lance, who's my 
favorite character in the whole Arrowverse. Okay. Um, Legends of Tomorrow is perfect. If you haven't watched Legends of Tomorrow, you're, you're just missing out. Um, I haven't gotten to it yet. I, I yeah. okay, I know, and I warn you that season one of Legends is a little rough. It's a little oh, rough. It, it doesn't get off to a great start, but once it gets going, like halfway through season two, you're like, "This is so good." There's actually a funny line in like a later seasons of Legends where um, the they're a misfit team or something, and they see a misfit team, and they're like, "You know, I think these guys might figure things out." Like halfway into their second year or something i don't know <laughs> and it, it was like they know they made fun of the fact that the show got good um like mid-season two and then season three of legends is so good so perfect um nice. zany crazy wacky fun yeah, arrow has yeah, so but... many rules arrow has so many rules legends has none and the flash doesn't know which one it is that's that's the arrow verse <laughs> in a nutshell Arrow has all these rules. It has to be dark, gloomy. Mm-hmm. Legends has no rules. The Flash wants to be Arrow and Legends. And Supergirl is just Supergirl. I mean, it's its own thing. Um, yeah, so I, I have a question about Supergirl before we wrap up. Uh, yeah, what's up? Oops, hold on. All right, so my question about Supergirl is... You know, it obviously has a different vibe in the first season. It was CBS. Mm-hmm. It wasn't CW. And they... I know for... I don't know how many seasons, but they're in a, they're on a separate Earth for... A, you know, than the rest of the era. Earth 38, yes. So, does the production value go down in season two to fit the CW look? Cause it looks a little bit more polished on CBS. You know what I'm saying? Like the camera. It kind of it, does. It kind of more like the, the good wife, you know, than it shot like a, mm-hmm. another show. So I, I don't, I, I know a lot of these shows are still directed mm-hmm. by the same people, but I, um, yeah. I will tell you that Supergirl's budget was obviously smaller than the flashes. Um, and probably smaller, smaller than errors. I don't. I feel like they probably treated Supergirl like the redheaded stepchild in terms of money, because there are moments of that show where you're like, CG is so bad. Um, there are times when, and and Supergirl is also also really heavy handed with her writing, um, yeah. and um, so it goes up and down. When Supergirl is great, it's phenomenal. And when Supergirl is bad, it's it's hard to watch. I, I'm not gonna lie, their 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 finale, their last their last season, the last couple episodes, there was a moment that was so cringeworthy where it's like <laughs> because like you're poking holes in it as you're watching it because you're just kind of gotten accustomed to it. You're like, did 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 they realize that she has super hearing because um she has super hearing the whole show. Um, but apparently she doesn't have super hearing all of a sudden. Okay. Um, stuff like that. And she's, she's on a separate earth until crisis, right? Yes. Until crisis on, uh, infinite earth. Yeah. Um, and Barry, have you, have you caught to her, her and Barry yet on? I have not. So I do know, I do know though, that I have to watch 
by the time I hit like Flash episode 18 of season two, I have to have watched the first 17 of Supergirl because I think they cross over on the eight. Yes. For yes. So, um, yeah, they uh, the crossover was interesting because um, uh, Barry, I don't want to spoil it for you. You haven't seen it. Um, it was interesting, though. It's fun. Um, I like yeah, I'll get there. Probably. I like Supergirl week. There are just some seasons that are better than others. Um, I think Supergirl is the spottiest show because it goes from boom, 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 boom. Every season is just like a different the whole thing of wax. Okay. Um, and then with Arrow, it goes up and down. And with The Flash, it kind of goes up and down. With But with Supergirl, it goes up, stays up, down, up, down. It's just dramatic shifts to me. I, I thought Supergirl Season 3 was fantastic. I like season one and two. Okay. Um, the rest of it, take it or leave it. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I watched yeah. the whole show and I enjoyed it, but there were at the end of it, I was less invested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll have to, uh, well, well, you know, I'm really looking forward to at some point talking arrow season two and, and, and the flash, you know, season two of arrow introduced Barry, I thought that, you know, it really got interesting when, when he came into the fold. Yeah, can you imagine not being a comic book guy and being like, hmm, I wonder why they're introducing this Barry Allen guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just totally, well, he's got an interesting past. His his dad is in jail for his mom's murder. This That's is weirdly specific for a... Yeah. This, is this guy's going to be specific. in like one episode. Why are we learning about him right now? Uh, I actually yeah. think him and Felicity would be a better couple than Oliver and Felicity. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. I really yeah, I, I liked uh the Barry Felicity um bit. They they, they are much a better to me they are a much better match than Oliver and Felicity. Um and I think Felicity would probably be less annoying with a better match. <laughs> I you know, I I feel like that Felicity takes over Arrow at one point. It's just like it's just like and this week on Felicity's drama. Really? That's interesting. And then they flirt with the idea of her becoming a bad person, like a bad guy. And then... Wow. Uh, yeah, they and they never quite go there. But they always... Because you haven't gotten into Felicity's father and everything. I'm going to shut up. No, I'm gonna yeah, I have not gotten I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to stop. Zip, zip, zip. Uh, I don't want to ruin things for you. Yeah, don't. I, I love Felicity right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I like, hey, I like Felicity too. She's a great character. I, 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 there's just moments in the show where you're just like, and you're gonna, you're gonna send me a message when you get to him and be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll find that out. Um, yeah, you know, I also find it weird that all of these shows have like 23 episodes instead of mm-hmm. like, you know, because usually television standards are 22. It's always found it interesting that these shows had 23. It's got to be a contract thing. That's probably what it is. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I honestly think the the Arrowverse was 13 to 15 seasons the whole time. I think it would still be going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they ran out of stories to tell and they they, you know, the the quality went down because I think Arrow started out with such a clear, concise thing of what they wanted to do with the flashbacks. And then once the flashbacks started going, we got to stretch this out to exactly five years. 
Uh, that got a little hard. What um, they could have done is just had the flashbacks through season two and not had it be a full year for the flashbacks each season. Because I, I'll just say this without, you know, like, again, no spoilers on what season three flashbacks are, but they are not great uh, and for me. I, I did not. I actually agree with you on this. So I did I, not enjoy the flashbacks I'm, I'm of season three at all. And right now for season four, not digging the flashbacks at all. It, it felt like they kind of forgot what or didn't know what they wanted to do with the mm-hmm. flashbacks. And season three's flash uh, f- flashbacks seems like they were made only the tie in with the finale with. Um, the Raisha Ghoul storyline. Yeah, so, but they kind of knew where they were going because he had the Brachma tattoo from the start. Um, they kind of knew where they were going. Well, they can just make that be anything, couldn't they? Fair. Right. They, they just give them all these tattoos and they say, well, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> That's fair. I, I I wanted to give them a little credit because like the Brachma thing was very important in the se- in season one. Um, but yeah. Flashbacks were a bit of a problem sometimes. I think the problem with the flashbacks was the 23 episodes, though, because if you take it to eight, 15 episodes, you're not you're not having that problem of having to stretch the flashbacks out. Yeah, but nobody told them they had to have it in every episode. They but made- it became part of the format, and I feel like they were afraid to change the format. It got this. This they're so addicted to format that when the flashbacks are over, they go to flash forwards. Oh, do they? Yeah. They go to flash forwards. Oh, that's kind of um, like Lost. Lost did yeah. flash forwards. So, um, and those were very hit or miss for me. Um, those were very, but the flash forwards very much helped set up for Crisis and the future storyline. Oh, so. okay. So, you're, you're going to get there. Um, you're going to get there. Yeah, eventually. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's been two weeks. I've watched uh, four seasons. Of and that television. speaks to the volume. That speaks to the quality that they, you got with it. You know, yeah, that speaks I, to quality. I really, I, at times, season three was a slog. But at that time, I it, what I would do then, what I would usually do, is if I hit a slog in season three, where I was like, I'm not digging this storyline right now, I would take a break and be like, I'm going to watch like three episodes of the flash and just be like, boom, boom, boom. And then I I find the flash is more fun. So I find it, you know how when you say when you're in a mood for hope, you go to Superman, but when you, you you go to Batman, that's kind of how arrow and flash works for me. I find Yeah. I find flash to be more fun and optimistic and, I find Arrow to be more of I got my drama for the day, um, right. my drama action. I uh, I think that Arrow's biggest fault to me is that it gets a little soap opery, mm-hmm. um, and it it can't quite decide if it wants to be a superhero show or a soap opera sometimes. And I think the Flash sometimes they. They want to emulate that, but they don't do a great job of it. So it just comes off as cheesy. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, season that's one, what, I thought it was perfect of The Flash. Season yeah, two was yeah, very good, too. That's what my thought is. Like, season one of The Flash, the fact that they fit in almost all of his rogues gallery in one season 
And that's all you I ever see of it. Was pretty good. And that's all you ever see of the rogues. No, they're in season two. Eh, a little bit. And they get a little less every year. <laughs> that's a bummer. But well, at least season Legend one takes, has them all. Legends takes Snart and Heatwave, so Yeah, I know that. You're yeah. cold and uh and Heatwave, so that that really kills the whole rogues thing right there. Hmm. But yeah, so they never um, come back. They don't come back after legends well they, at any time. They kind of do, but it's they they do a lot of baddie of the week on the Flash. A lot of baddie of the week, and they extend. So what ends up happening is the season baddie for the Flash, the season big bad, tends to get up so many episodes of the thing. They make it look so each season of the Flash. It starts to go. We don't know how they're going to beat this guy, and how are they going to beat this guy? Because they started in the beginning, and he keeps losing to him, and then he wins. Well, he just um, has to run faster. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> that's that's kind of the vibe I got in season one. It's any time that they don't know how to beat someone, it's like Barry, you're going to have to run even faster now. Run, Barry, run. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they uh, don't have a speedster for every big bad on the Flash. Just the first three seasons. Okay. Um, and then they go back to the speedsters when they people complain that it's not a speedster. When they ran out of ideas, or yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah. So so like um, season four um, doesn't have a speedster. Um, let's see, oh, season okay. season five doesn't have a speedster, and then they go back to speedsters. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I really dug season one of The Flash, so I'd love to have you on and talk that. Yeah, I think that would be a more concise episode because I'm obsessed with The Flash. I like Arrow. There's a difference. I love The Flash. When The Flash comes on, even if it's an episode that I don't necessarily love, I'm like, glued to my seat. Right, right. For the podcast portion, they'd be like, (laughs) what is he doing? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what? Uh, yeah, but uh, no, what I what I really liked about that is just, you know, they didn't really hold themselves back in that show. They 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 wanted to go crazy and they yeah. did in season one. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. And so far, I've, I've been enjoying season two. And I'm probably going to when we hop off of here, I'm probably going to watch an episode of yeah. season two. Uh, nice. I also went to my comic shop today and I bought a couple trades. Of really? What you get? Well, I got one that's called, uh, what's it called? The Flash Rogues, and it is uh, Reverse Flash. And it's like just like five big stories of the Reverse Flash. So it's got like his first appearance. Oh, I had one for like Black Mask for Batman with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Uh just like that, but it's uh, for the Flash and then uh, Reverse Flash. And then I bought one that was... Uh, I, I think it was a Jeff Johns one. I, I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, I'll have to look it up. You know, I just read a Booster Gold uh, trade, 52 pickup. Oh, really? Yeah, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I was but, like, damn, um, I got I to gotta read this. What was it like an old one or a newer? Yeah, one? it was like it was like new 52 ish. Um, okay, so um, it's called 52 pickup, but like he had to like stop the origins of Justice League members from being eliminated from the timeline. Um, like one issue, he had to go to the Wild West, uh, 
and like drink of Jonah Hex, and then the the bad guys were gonna kill the doctor who delivered Jonathan Kent. Um, because if oh. Jonathan Kent dies, then Superman doesn't get discovered by the Kents, and then Lex Luthor ends up killing him as a teenager. Like it was like so. Booster Gold had to prevent that doctor from dying. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very interesting because it was like it's very Legends of Tomorrow. I was like, hmm, I think whoever wrote Legends of Tomorrow because it had Rip Hunter in it, and it was like it was like well, yes, yeah, yes. I, I yeah. so th- that. Okay, so okay. you would, you you would probably really like Booster Gold. Um, mm-hmm. Guess they're I've fixing got, things in the got, timeline, and it, yeah. Yeah, I got one Ooh. of the uh, nineteen eighty six ones right here. Ooh, yeah, nice. My local comic shop had this one, but in one I've of the, stopped spending money, so that's why yeah. I'm not reading as much. I literally just read like three trades and uh recently, and I was like. Well, I want to read more, but I don't want to spend more, so I'm going to have to find one of my comic book shelf I haven't read yet. <laughs> or uh, if you have the Hoopla app, uh, Ooh, you I, know, have a Hoopla's... library card. See, yeah. here's the thing. I don't have a library card. Go sign I, up. I, yeah, but then I'm really like, can I get a library card? Why do you want a library card for Hoopla? <laughs> they won't ask you why. It's a okay, free resource. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um. No, but I, that's how I used to read them when I uh-huh. like was trying to save some money or or whatever. Be Comics is a very like expensive hobby. It really is. Yeah. But with uh, Booster Gold, uh, there there was uh, he does steal one of Rip Hunter's time machines to go back in time in the original '80s run, okay. and it looks exactly like Doctor Wells' time machine at the end of season one of The Flash. Well, so and it, that's and that's the, a reference. He makes the uh, reference. Yeah, to and it too. the yeah. the fifty two pickup the book the book I read is Rip Hunter's time machine looks exactly like that too. So yes, yeah. yeah, I was. I'm just like, I'm like, there's so much legends in this, and I'm like, this is like, I, this is my language. I know this. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. yeah, fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was but, like, yeah, we're just missing a few is- characters. Yeah. Booster Gold is great. I'm, <laughs> great. I'm making my way through his uh, '80s series right now um, on the uh, on the Infinity app. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out more Booster Gold um, as I get. And then I gotta read Grant Morrison's Batman run. Those are the two runs that I yeah. got. Um, thanks, James Gunn. He gave me homework. Um, <laughs> but hey, I wanted to do that anyway. It's actually one of the major Batman things I haven't read much of. I have read some Grant Morrison Batman, but I haven't read the whole lot of it. Um, not a lot of the Damien stuff. So, Okay, this is what I bought. Okay, The Flash, The Dastardly Death of the Rose. Oh, that's a good one. Dastardly Death of the I like that one. I like that one. I've read a yeah, lot of Flash. <laughs> I just bought that. So, uh, you know, I, lo- I love Jeff Johns, too. So yeah. if... Uh, if- Usually, if he writes something, I have a good time with it. So I will. And that'll t- if you that's you can go all the way to Flashpoint. So and then and I bought. I already have Flashpoint. I bought. Okay. It. So uh, yeah, I can go and I can read it on. I can fill in yeah. the gaps on the. Uh, so app. Flashpoint. One of the big projects I have because Flashpoint's one of my favorite stories. One of the big projects I have is read all the tie-ins. Um, okay. the Flash. I haven't read that's all the tie-ins. I've read some of them. I have read all, just so it's like it's just so many connecting like all the flashpoint timeline stuff. It's like you, it's like a life journey. Um, there's so much to read, but um, the uh, Batman, uh, the Batman 
Flashpoint stuff is so good. Uh, so cool. So, oh, is it? Yeah, I'm really into it. So, um, I want to read more of the Flashpoint tie-ins, but I've read Flashpoint like six, seven times. I love Don't it. Don't they have? Um, have you read any Flashpoint Beyond? Isn't that a thing going on? Yeah, now? that's a thing. I read the first couple of issues, and then I kind of got more into like because I was reading it digitally as it came out. And I kind of got back into the physical copies of things and stopped reading. And then I was like, ah, I'm just going to read it when it's all done. And then I never got back to it. I'm yeah, guilty. I'm it guilty is... with that. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like it's some sort of sequel to Flashpoint. but Yeah. Um, huh. So, yeah, I I have the first couple issues on my Kindle. Um, nice. I need, I need to get back into that stuff. It, it's kind of cool. Um, I like Flashpoint anything. I'm just, it's, if you didn't tell, I like the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and speaking it, of, because we've gone so far off track, we will be talking Yeah. Uh, next time. I don't know. I don't know how you want to do we, it next time if we have you on, but uh, if we want to do yeah. Arrow, and, uh, Arrow Season 2 and The Flash, uh, in like one recording and then I can split it up. If I what, need to. Whatever works but, because yeah. we we're going to have a blast either way. We've kind of become like the MCU where we give you an advertisement for everything within the show. Right. Um, exactly. So <laughs> this is just an extended post credit scene. So the mid uh, credit scene bled out through the whole credits. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So Chris, where can people find all of your uh, hard work at? All right, so I'm not doing as much hard work as I'd like because I'm in college and that's getting more of my attention. But you can follow me at footballman58. Um, for the football stuff, Russell Street Report is where I write. For the uh, superhero stuff, which if you're listening to this, you're probably more inclined to, at Multiversal Omni on Twitter. And our, we are the Multiversal Omnibus on YouTube. And we have a YouTube channel, and we do shows. Jordan comes on every now and then. Um, and uh, it's always fun when that happens. Um, yeah, that's kind of my plugs. Great. And you can follow our show here at Elseworlds DC Fan uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I have a Marvel pod as well called To the Infinity Saga and Beyond. Uh, I was just a guest on the Spider-Man book club yesterday. I think that episode's going to drop next week. And I talked Spider-Man Life Theft, which was uh, one of the first comics I ever read because my dad used to get Spider-Man comics. Uh, so it's a three-issue arc that I talk about uh, on there with J.J. Hodges, who has the Spider-Man book club. So you guys can check that out. That's probably dropping uh, next week, he said. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled for that and uh yeah thank you all for watching or listening have a great rest of your week and we'll catch you next time